0: Selling a little, cha-ching, or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you (coughs) cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the final real life store stage, all the way down to did we just hit a million dollars shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos systems whatever and wherever you're selling shopify has got you covered shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout at 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash human two. that's all lowercase you're gonna go to shopify.com slash human two now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash human two hello and welcome to I think I am human too if you are returning thank you if you are new Welcome. My name is Catherine. Um, I have been struggling making the podcast um, just for the simple fact that I obviously lost my dad. If you're new here, that was the last episode was just kind of explaining the morning of, um, the weekend leading up to, and just, just the thoughts and the emotions and the feelings of of the day of and the first few days after. Since it's been about two weeks since I posted and sitting down and just talking about grief is um, going to be hard for me. I already filmed one full episode and as I was like listening back um, it's hard not to be insensitive during these times because I want to feel my feelings um, and I want to explain and talk and share but then it's also um I still have to be conscientious of other people's feelings especially in times like this. So I'm going to cover a couple things in this episode. Um the weeks after losing him and like the things that have gone down, how I'm feeling, how I'm making it through, how I'm coping, um a couple different things. And then also talking about how to talk to people who are grieving. If you have never lost someone and or you just don't know how to relate, you don't know how to comfort, um we're just going to touch on a couple different things. So I wanted to start by that. Second, um, I have dogs. It is what it is. I don't ever try and stop my dogs from being dogs. So if you ever hear them in the background, I do apologize if it's frustrating or annoying. Um, but much, less, much like children, they don't shut up, okay? They just, they just do their own thing. I pay their bills and they live their best lives. So... <laughs> let's get into it. As always, I want to thank everyone that's listening, everyone that's here with us, um, whether you follow on TikTok, Instagram, or you just listen to the podcast and or all of the above, some of the above, none of the above. Well, it has to be at least listening to this because if you hear me saying that, (laughs) you're doing one of the above. Anyways, I always just want to say thank you. Thank you for being supportive. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting, DMing, engaging, everything you do. And everything you say, it doesn't go unread. Um, it's just right now, it's really hard to respond. And that's not even just with followers, that's with family and friends. I am taking everything day by day. I'm not committing to anything right now um, because I don't even know what we're having for dinner because I don't know what my mood's going to be like in the next hour. I don't know if I'm going to be crying. I don't know if I'm going to be happy. I don't know if I'm going to get up and get ready to go out. I don't know if I'm going to want to order in. I don't know anything. Um, (laughs) my brain can't physically handle more than what it's already taking on. And I want to start by saying that. So, um, if you listen to last week's or a couple weeks ago's episode, the last episode, if you listen to that, you kind of know where my head is in the sense of I watched everything go down with my dad. Um, the morning of was a completely normal morning. Oh my God, that squeaker in the background. I can only imagine listening to this back. Um... Anyways, so the morning of with my father was a completely normal morning that turned south extremely fast. We found out that he suffered from cardiac arrest, but in the moment, we thought he was having a seizure. We also thought he was choking. So there was a couple things that were going down, Um, and when you witness a death, whether it is someone that you know and love, or it's a complete stranger, or you're a nurse and you work in the hospital and you see death every single day, it's not easy. It is never easy. It's never easy to watch it. Um, but it's it's definitely not easy to watch it be your dad. I mean, you think of like your dad as the strong um, provider in the family. Um, and my dad wasn't even one of those really, really tough manly men. Manly men. Whatever. He wasn't that. But it's still hard. It's still my dad. It's still the man I looked up to. The man that I loved first. Like, it's, it's my dad um and watching someone go through something so unbelievably vulnerable is it's it's just hard. It's really hard. I mean, I just I keep seeing the visions over and over again of the morning of and and when the the ambulance got there. This is a little um a little insight, but my dad's laying there on the ground and they had to cut his clothes off. That's not something that a daughter or any child wants to see is their dad in their undergarments laying there and and their body flailing when they're uh, trying to revive his heart. I mean, his belly was jiggling. And it's not something that I want to see. I didn't want to go through it. I didn't want my brothers to have to watch that. But it happened. It's our life. And it's now what we're moving past. I need to go take that toy from her. Okay, I didn't take the toy. I closed the door. (laughs) We're just going to hope for the best. Anyways, um yeah, it's just, it's things that nobody wants to see, nobody ever wants to go through, but it's our reality, and that is what it is, so from there, not only are we grieving, but we're also traumatized, and we're trying to move past that, so there's a lot of things that um, are just kind of playing on, and at least my head, I'm sure my siblings can relate, but I can't speak for them, um, and it's, it's just hard, so Um, we were getting through that and then there was a couple of things where his body was there was issues with getting his body back because he passed while we were on a family vacation in Denver. Um, if you didn't get that in the last episode. So we um immediately rechanged our flights to come home earlier than expected, and it's just hard. It's hard leaving his body there. It's hard. Um, when we left him in the hospital, it just felt so Sa- like that is what that's what got me is walking away from his lifeless body in the hospital and not even in just in any hospital. It's one that's halfway across the country and we're going to get on a flight and go home like nothing ever happened. And he's going to remain in Denver until they fly him back. Like what a weird thought. Um, that was a really, really hard Uh, a really hard morning, and then the following weeks, they were having issues, because the the day that he had passed was the day before voting day, and then that Friday was a holiday, I believe, of some sort, I couldn't, uh, Veterans Day? Yeah, it was Veterans Day, um, so the week that he passed was two, uh, federal holidays, quote-unquote, so they were closed, and then the following week, um, it was just a bunch of, Just a lot. And then um, finally when they got him home and when the funeral home here could get him in, it happened to be the week of Thanksgiving. So what a fun November. Let me just talk about time. Time when you are grieving and when you lose someone is, it's like, what the heck? You want it to just stop. You want to freeze time so you can figure out your feelings and your mental state And that takes weeks. That takes months. Some people, it takes years. Um, Right now, it's been four full weeks since he's passed. We are on week four as of today. And I cannot even believe that it's been four weeks. It has felt like the fastest yet the longest four weeks of my entire life. I can't even really fully wrap my brain around time right now and like how it's moving so quick but so slow and how people are just back in the rhythm and groove of things and it's like whoa whoa, whoa whoa, nobody knows my whole life just turned upside down why are you going to work right now like life moves on nobody gives a shit about Catherine and her feelings or what like it's just it's life life goes on and not everybody in my entire life can stop what they're doing to come hang out at my house every single day to make sure that I'm mentally okay it's not anyone else's responsibility but mine and I did end up taking some time off of work, which is a huge blessing that I know not a lot of people can have, and it's something that I know personally I really needed. I was not an asset to any company right now. Logging in, I tried for my first week back. I tried, and I immediately said, this, it's not, nope, not going to happen. I barely slept. I would wake up to log on, and I would have to log off because I could only sleep during the day when it's nighttime nighttime is really messing with my head um at night it's like all these emotions are moving through me it's quiet it's closing of a day how do we get through tomorrow how did we get through today all these thoughts process and then as soon as I close my eyes I keep having flashbacks of the morning of and and just hearing and seeing things in my brain that like I can't turn off So I knew I needed some time off mentally. Again, I know that's a blessing that not a lot of people get. I am so appreciative of it. I can't even put into words that it's a Monday afternoon and I'm filming this with not a care in the world other than how am I going to get through today? So I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity to just be able to kind of take some time off. My husband is fully supportive of that supportive of that and yeah I just I'm very thankful so when I think about time and just like that already is always just kind of messed with me in my life like I am extremely realistic and logical and rational in a lot of things but there are a lot of things where that just completely turns off in my brain I cannot process death I have never been able to I've never understood it um I don't get how why when like I just I don't understand it and I know it's all in his timing and it's it's the universe is playing out how it needs to play out and God's working and whatever you believe in um it doesn't matter to me because it doesn't make sense to me whether I'm believing it on a faith base whether I'm believing it on realism whether I'm Believing in the universe and the stars aligned. It doesn't matter to me. It all just doesn't make sense to me. And that's all I can say about it. it. It doesn't matter what God I believe in or what rotation the sun turns in. I still just don't understand it. I hate it. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I don't. I, I just. I hate it. I hate it. Um. So when you're speaking on time and a death. It's just like it doesn't make sense to me. And so starting to process when it already doesn't make sense it's like, how do I process? I know I need to go sit with a therapist because the whole point in them is for them to teach you how to process. But right now I'm like, I don't want to process because I want to, but I don't want to, because I'm like, the more that I process means that more time has passed since my dad has passed. And more time means more time without him. More time without him means more sadness to me. People keep saying more time will, or time will heal all. No, no, To me, that doesn't feel like that right now. I'm sure they're right because they're speaking off of experiences. But to me right now, I don't want to hear that. When I hear more time or like the more time passes, the more time you'll heal. And it's like, no, the more time that passes in my eyes is terrifying. It's terrifying because each and every day that goes on, Could be another day that we lose someone and the anxieties that come with this. It's like, holy crap, there's so many things with grief that just aren't talked about. And when I first started talking to my dad about my podcast, he was like, well, what's the point in your podcast? Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm just talking about life. I have no advice. Maybe I do have advice. Some days it's not about giving advice or telling someone how to get through this this, and this that I've been through. It's just my own therapy of talking. And if people relate, awesome. If they don't, here's my side. They don't need to necessarily relate to hear my story. I don't need to relate to people to hear their story. Sometimes just talking is a beautiful thing and that's all we can do. And my mom had said that too. She was like, well, what's the point in um, the podcast? And, And when people ask me that, there is no point. There's no point other than nothing gets talked about in real life sometimes. Maybe you talk about it in your inner circle and you're you're restricted to those few people, but I don't want that. I want to talk about everything under the sun. I'm in accounting and anytime money gets brought up, people are so taboo about money and I'm like, hey, what do you pay on your car? What's your interest rate? Not because I have any advice for you, but I just like to know. I talk money all day long. When you talk money to me, I talk money back. I enjoy talking money. I enjoy knowing interest rates. I enjoy knowing what people pay. I enjoy knowing what people have debts of because it's just what I do and it's not it's not a new or uncomfortable topic for me. Um, but I also see people's eyes get big when I'm like, "Hey, how much debt do you have? or hey, when they release the student loan forgiveness, did that help you? Did that impact you? What are your, like, I want to know these things because I'm just nosy. And again, like I said, it's just what I talk about and it's what I know. And um, money just never, has never been weird to me. That also ties into sharing online. I think when I started my TikTok and I was sharing the real life ins and outs of, well, at the time he was a boyfriend, then became fiance and now became husband. And when I share, some people are like, oh my god, the things that people put out on the internet, I just don't understand. Or people will be like, do you hate your husband? Why do you talk about him like this? Because it's real life. He's annoying. He does stupid shit. His ass crack hangs out all day, every day. And you know what's so funny? The people that are commenting, um, why would you put this, are so far and few in between. I'll get one of those and 200 comments that'll say, my husband does the same thing, or oh my gosh, or a man will comment and be like, my wife sent this to me, this is so true, it's relatable, and that's kind of where I'm getting at at the topic of so many things aren't talked about, because it's, it's bad, it's taboo, or why would you talk about your husband like this, or why would you post a picture of your dad looking like that, or eating, and I don't know, something stupid, because it's life, it's real, it's funny to me, it's, It's uh, hurtful to me like sharing these things tells others they aren't alone and I feel like grief isn't talked about because nobody can tell anybody else how to grieve. I've told my best friend that. There's sitting here talking to her time and time again sharing my feelings on me losing my dad. Yeah can maybe prepare her for when her dad passes. God forbid uh may like may we not speak that into existence and my may my dad rest in peace. But Nothing that I can say will ever prepare my best friend. Nothing that I can say will ever prepare you for losing a parent. Nothing I can say about me losing my dad can heal you losing your dad. Nothing can prepare you. But the more we talk about it, the more I'm hoping along the lines that um, maybe people can start to understand. So a couple things. Um, I didn't know my dad was having cardiac arrest. I never once that morning did it cross my mind that it was anything heart related. Because we didn't have any signs. Um, we are not medical professionals. We had no, absolutely no idea. The only time throughout the morning. That we thought we should have been doing cardiac Or um, CPR. Is when we were like. Mm, he's been down for the count. For a couple of seconds. If not minutes at this point. Uh, maybe we should be doing CPR. We were on the phone with 911. And they suggested against that. So we did not do that. There are a lot of regrets that are coming with that. Um, I wish we would have. But let's talk about that, that in and of itself. I am not a medical professional. I can't teach you how to do CPR. I can't tell you what to look for or exact symptoms or signs leading up to a heart attack and or cardiac arrest. But you know what I can tell you is I can tell you I wish I could go back to that morning. I wish I would have known the signs. So Originally, what had started is my dad threw his head back and started to seize. In my eyes, it looked as if it was a seizure. When I got close and I was holding his head, I noticed his jaw was clenching and both of his hands were clenching inward. Now, finding out afterwards what that symptom was a sign of was cardiac, whether it was cardiac arrest or a heart attack. This is what someone in a medical field has taught me is that when they were clenching their hands, that's your body's way of pushing all your blood back into your heart. So when you're seizing and clenching like that, that's a sign of your heart is just trying to push all its force, all its blood back to your core, which is where your heart is. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. So I wish I can get that out of saying, selling a little. Cha-ching! Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you (coughs) cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the final real-life store stage, all the way down to did we just hit a million dollars. Shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS systems. Whatever and wherever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout at 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash human2. That's all lowercase. You're gonna go to shopify.com slash human2. Now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash human2. If there's something going on heart-related and if I were to known that cardiac arrest is so so small to to uh, recover from your chances of living are extremely minuscule and your chances of making it out and living a normal life from there are so minuscule I wish I would have known that and why I say that is because the moments my dad was still conscious I was in his face yelling at him Begging him to tell me what was going on. I was slapping his cheeks trying to get him conscious. I was shoving my fingers in his throat trying to get him to throw up what he was what I thought he was choking on. And why I'm sharing this is because I wish I could go back and put myself in those shoes again. I know my dad could hear me. I know my dad his spirit was in that room with his children in that moment. Sad with us. I wish I knew the symptoms and I wish I knew his chance of survival because what that would have done is made me present in such a different manner. I wouldn't, I don't want to say I wouldn't be stressed. I of course would be stressed and sad, but I definitely think if I would have known those things at that time, my demeanor would have been different, which means his last few moments of conscious brain activity would have been absorbing something different. I think I added stress and anxiety in my dad's last seconds of life because I was stressed and anxious. I wish I could go back knowing the signs and the symptoms and sit there with him and say, Dad, we're here with you. I don't know what's going on with your body right now, but what it looks like is that this might be our last few seconds together. I love you. It's okay. We're here with you. We are all here with you. I wish I could go back and say those things, not only for my dad's sake, but for everyone else in the home that was with us that morning, my mom had to watch her daughter go through losing her father. And I'm screaming at my mom, call, like, where are they? Where's the ambulance? What's happening? I'm screaming at my mother. I wish I wouldn't have spoken to her like that because she didn't know. I didn't know. She didn't know. Nobody knows and the panic that that takes over your body I'm screaming for my husband that's what he had to hear that morning I'm screaming bloody murder for my brothers so not only is it my dad that I'm instilling anxiety in I'm instilling it in other people in the room that didn't know what the fuck was going on none of us knew but the one thing that I had that my brothers didn't is they were there they weren't th- they were not there in those last few seconds so they didn't know what they were coming up to other than their sisters screaming bloody murder. Their wife is screaming bloody murder. My cousin was also there. So, so there's so many people that it affected other than just my dad. And that's where I I want to tell people to just kind of get um, updated on symptoms of anything. And maybe just know how to help. I mean, I have a brother who's type 1 diabetic. I know what a seizure looks like. And if he were to go down, I know how to help him. That doesn't mean I'm a medical professional. It just means that I know his body. I know what he's going through. I know his symptoms. I know when... I can, I can even tell the difference of when my brother's high versus low in his um, stage of... Um, his sugars, his sugar levels because I'm updated. That doesn't mean I'm not I'm a doctor or a nurse and I can save his life, but it means that I at least know the first few things to do. And I find I find it very important now after losing my dad of kind of knowing the symptoms of what's happening to bodies even if we've never experienced it before, like I've said, I now know the symptoms of a cardiac arrest slash a possible heart attack. Um, I, I again think that possibly my dad was having heart attacks, many heart attacks throughout the weekend. I wish I would have been able to spot those. Obviously I can't, I can't turn back time as much as I wish I could. Um, but it just is maybe preparing all of us for the future of. Maybe just advocating or speaking out or saying Google shit. Like Google some things that are common deaths. Look up the CDC and look up what people die from most commonly. And, and read into and do a little bit more research of what to be prepared for. And that's that's really all I can say. Um, I know I kind of went on like a long tangent of that. Um, but I, I wish I could go back to those mom- moments of that morning and just know my dad's never coming out of this house alive and calm down, calm down, calm him down, calm your siblings down. Remain calm and just tell him you love him while his his brain is still here with you. I wish so deeply and so badly I could go back to that moment. Um, I don't really have many regrets of any uh, memories with my dad. I don't. I don't have that. Um, that loss and that kind of guilt, I never since his passing have ever once been regretful of any moment I've had with him other than those last few seconds. And that's a true blessing in and of itself to be able to say, um, I don't feel like a lot of relationships can go out on a positive term. I know damn well I loved my dad more than absolutely anything. Uh, not absolutely anything, but he was, he's in my top 10 people. And I know my dad knows that. I know my dad loves us. I know that every joke, every shut up, every uh, fuck off, every bill you talk too much, every single thing that that transpired between my father and I, I do not ever take back. I don't take back a single shut up. I don't take back a single joke. And I know that he can say the same to me because there was never those times where I've ever hated my dad I think there's a lot of things that I still have questions as to why he maybe decided some of the things he decided. I have a lot of questions for him, but I have no regrets, and I just, like I said, that's a true blessing that a lot of people don't get, um, and I really, really hope that everyone starts to kind of live with a little more intention and speak with a little more intention, um, I think that's something that I just, I keep trying to reiterate to anyone and everyone that will listen is our time here is very short, unfortunately. I feel like my dad's body had 30 more years. I think my dad's mind had a minimum of 30 more years. So to lose my dad in what I see as 30 years early is painful. Um, But it has made me want to be a little bit more intentional with my words to who is here. Um, and I'm still struggling. There's a lot of things after his death that have transpired that it's easier said than done to be, um, understanding and forgiving of people's actions. But right now I'm just kind of, uh, going through my own motions and emotions and trying to figure out what life looks like for me. Um, and so obviously being intentional when I'm also hurting is a struggle because, I'm not only hurting and mourning my dad, I'm mourning a best friend. And then on top of that, when there's family stuff that gets thrown in of people just trying to say and do and control. And um, it's hard. It's very hard. My dad was the most go with the flow, have fun, relax, enjoy life, take the scenic route, enjoy each other's company, be kind, be caring, be, be... Respectful of strangers. My dad was just amazing. My dad was amazing. He was annoying. He talked his ass off. So much so. All day, every day. Um, but but he lived life in such a manner that was truly just beautiful. And when his funeral and like the, the weeks leading up to his funeral were not surrounded by that kind of um, leisurely. And I get it. Shit has to get done. I'm totally understanding of that. But my dad would not have done things in the way that things were done. And when the children advocated for what we we wanted and what we wanted for our dad, when they weren't happening, it was just a turn off. It was like, I just don't really care to be around right now. I want to do my own thing. I want to hang out with my husband. I want to be left alone. And I want to surround myself with the people that bring me comfort. And that sucks because it's like as a family – I think that something like this would bring us closer together and in reality I feel like it just kind of pushed me further away and I've watched it do the same to a couple of other family people um and it sucks it sucks so bad especially because it's my dad so obviously my family knows my dad the best which means that I want to confide in my family because they understand they know what I'm talking about they they are mourning with me and it's just that's not what's happening um so it makes it really difficult because not only am I feeling like sadness and loss of my dad, I feel like further from my family than I really ever thought that this could do. Um, so they, they warn you, they say like, oh, when there's death in the family, people are worried about the money or the belongings, the siblings fight over who gets the the wedding band, who gets his his car, whatever, right? We haven't had that on a sibling level. And I'm so blessed by that. I feel like us four siblings have not only um, learned a lot about each other, but learned a lot about ourselves. And it's actually kind of beautiful because I really thought that there would be some sort of, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because we're trauma bonded and we all – went through something that a lot of siblings will never go through in life together. I don't know. But all four of us are like tighter than ever. And we're all experiencing different feelings and and going through things at different times. I mean, I have some brothers that are back to work and not living like it never happened, but almost living um, what I think is better than me because I physically, some mornings can barely even get out of bed, much less go to a job. So, we're all, like, dealing with our our, our uh, grief in different ways, which is, it's great. But I love that the four of us have remained respectful. We've remained in contact. We've remained close. I mean, that's just really, there's been no arguing. So, um, when it's been other people uh, adding to it, it's just... They warn you about your siblings or whatever. About They warn you about the money aspect. Everyone's always like, oh, when, when death comes, like everyone's concerned about the money and who gets what. And it brings out the worst in people. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I don't care at all. What I want to continue to live on is my dad loved his family. My dad loved the scenic route. My dad loved the leisure. My dad loved just life. And right now, I just want to do that with my family. I want to just live life. I want to wake up. I wanted to wake up on Thanksgiving morning and just hang out. Make a pot of coffee. Take my dad's dog for a walk. Enjoy the pond. Enjoy watching the Yule log. I wanted to do that with my siblings and my dad's immediate family. And that wasn't an option. So... One of my brothers and I, we all, well, all four of us talked and said we wanted to go out of town. And and it ended up being that only two of us could go. So a brother and I ran away while the other two enjoyed family time. So it doesn't matter what, actually, I think one spent it alone in his apartment and the other one enjoyed, like, spent it at home with um, our stepmom. So, or uh, my dad's wife. So, um, I don't mean that, that she's just my dad's wife, but meaning, like, anyways, one of the boys spent it with our mom. One of the boys spent it at home alone. And then two of us went and ran away to New York. So there's no right or wrong with how to grieve ever. Nobody can tell you how to grieve ever, 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 ever. Not even just grieving. Nobody can tell you how to cope in life. I mean, they can can advise you and they can give you Uh, The tools that helped them, they could tell you all their stories, but at the end of the day, how you deal with and handle your life is on you. If you want to drink your problems away, that's on you. If you want to go to the gym and work out two hours a day to clear your head, that's on you. If you want to work your ass off and make every penny under the sun because you don't want to think about your problems and you want to put all your problems into work that's on you. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom and just love your babies all day every day because that's how you cope and that's how you get through life, that's on you. You are more than welcome to do absolutely any of those things. But you know what someone can't do is tell you how, when, where, what to feel. Nobody can tell you how to live your life. Ever. I believe in that wholeheartedly. I've always been the black sheep of the family who just kind of does my own thing. But I think I'm extremely successful. So if that means that I'm getting through life, however the hell I need to get through life, that's okay. And that's wonderful. But that's going to be the same thing of how I get through my dad's loss. I'm going to get through it. And I turn to social media because again, I feel like things just aren't talked about. Nobody can prepare you. Yeah, but you can at least talk about things. I can't tell you how to lose your parent. Just as much as you can't tell me how to get through losing mine. But what I can say is this is how I felt today. This is how I felt yesterday. This is how I'm not looking forward to the holidays. But this is how I'm going to get through them. And why it's important to share is I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel the same. I'm sure there's a lot of people going through the same things. And they just want to know that it's okay to feel what they're feeling and thinking and saying and doing and and taking a month off, or grinding, or whatever, like I said, whatever they need to do to get through the day, they're more than welcome to do. But with that being said, there's so many things that come with grieving that I was not prepared for. The depression, I've never in my life experienced depression like this. Um, I... I am a people's person and when I think of the fact that I have situational depression right now, I'm understanding of that. But then not only do I feel my own depression, then I go into a spiral of I feel for the people that feel like this every single day. I am sad and crying and randomly losing my shit and I can't explain it. The other morning, and I've shared this on social media, I shared it on TikTok and both Instagram, and I shared saying, um, I had a beautiful day. I started the day with a facial. I, started, I went to lunch with a girlfriend. I went shopping. I came home and my husband's like, hey, what's going on? And I just lost it. I wasn't okay. It was an absolutely amazing day. How blessed was I to wake up that morning and go for a facial and then to go to lunch and then to go shopping on a work day. This is on a Friday morning, okay? So like, not only do I have time off of work to do that, but then I can also do things that some people can't do ever and I or maybe every once in a while or every few months but I was doing it on a random Friday morning and I couldn't explain to you why I was bawling my eyes out and why I was crying but something to me was it's a Friday it's a Friday morning I'm on the highway I could run into my dad's car my dad drove for a living and and that was the thing we would always see his his vehicle out and about and his sticker on the car that we knew that it was our dad and and being out on a on a work day, not working, enjoying life, made me feel so guilty, and even more depressed, and even more um, survivors guilt that people feel. So there's so many things that are are tied into. It's not just grief. It's not just sadness. You're adding on depression. Don't mention the anxiety that's thrown in. Of every single second of my day right now is spent terrified of losing somebody. I am so unbelievably terrified to lose specific people in my circle of just like holy shit it could be any single day now because that's just life and i said that this past summer my cousins had lost their aunt from another side and i remember my aunt that's like part of my side it's it's her husband's sister that passed And my aunt called me that morning, and it was very strange for her to call me at 7 a.m. on a, like, a random, I don't remember what day it was, I think a Tuesday, don't quote me, not that that matters, but anyways, it was a random morning, and I said, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't good. And um, her sister-in-law, my cousin's aunt, had suffered um, a heart attack, and I said to my aunt that morning, I started crying with her, because she was crying, and she said, are you okay? And I said, honestly, I'm terrified, you guys are all at this age of anything, any day can go down. Because my cousin's aunt from that side was about the same age as all of our family on our side, like the aunts and uncles and my parents. And she was actually younger than my dad. And that hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks of, it could be any of us. And (laughs) spoke too soon because a few months following, it was my dad. And I just, I never my wildest freaking dreams thought anyone on that side of the family, out of everyone, I never expected it to be my dad first, ever. Not that I can pinpoint who I thought it would be first, but definitely didn't think it'd be my father. Um, and I, the anxiety that just comes with who's next? Who's next? Because it's inevitable. And is it going to be a year? Can we make it out of 2022? Can we make it to 2025? Who knows? I hate it. I hate living like that. I hate I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And something that's hurting me even more is I was so close to my dad for so many different reasons, but there was also some things that tore, like um, kept us apart. I mean, we didn't have super similar interests, but my dad was one of my best friends. I loved going and hanging out there, hanging out with him, hanging out in his sunroom with him and my stepmom. I loved just sitting there drinking coffee on Saturday mornings. I loved going there on Friday nights and just hanging out. I loved bringing over tacos on a random Tuesday. I loved that. I'll never get that back. It sucks. Um, But it, it just... It's so scary to think of. I think I was extremely close with my dad. But I can name a couple people that I'm even closer with. And that anxiety of just like... Like when I think of my mom. Oh... My heart literally just, like, skipped a beat when I just said that. I just, I can't imagine it. It's unfathomable. I just, I can't. I can't can't even think of it. So, not only the depression, your anxiety, your sadness, um, your guilt. I feel guilty being happy. I don't want to be happy right now. My husband keeps saying that I need to go talk to a therapist, and 100%, I know I do. Um, I need to just schedule a, a, a meeting, and I need to schedule an appointment, but something is just it doesn't feel right going and sitting I don't feel ready to talk about it and I know I need the steps of how to move forward I never want to say move on I want to say move forward I'm never going to move on from my dad it's a loss I will never recover from I can never I can't go out there it's not like losing uh, I don't know like even a husband I can go get another husband one day right I mean God forbid I, I pray to God I spend the rest of my life with mine but if I were to go I wouldn't say he would never marry again I mean he's still very young so I can never go get a new dad. But my hu- if I were to pass, my husband could go find a new wife, right? That's just the realities of life. I will never get another father. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. And I don't want to sit in someone's chair and then tell me, here's step one of how to move forward from losing your dad. Right now, I just want to feel my feelings. And I know that like a therapist, a good one, will work through those with me and won't pressure me or push me. But even the thought of walking in somewhere and knowing I'm going to just break down in this stranger's chair for an hour straight, I'm not really ready for. Um, again, I know I need it. I will get it. But just the thought of it right now is just, ooh, it's just adding on. So there's, a like I said, there's just so many things. I'm not really looking forward to the holidays I'm not looking forward to Christmas at all because um, I came from a divorced family and I have never in my entire life had a Christmas without my dad. It was the court-ordered holiday that I had to be with um, my dad in the North for. And um, I don't want to cry today. Um, It's just hard. It's really, really hard to... Think of that. I mean, I've had so many normal days without my dad, right? I've had a normal Wednesday in 2022 where I didn't see my dad, text my dad, call my dad, and I had no contact with him in a, in a single day. That's totally fine, right? I can get through those days. I I feel like I keep trying to tell myself that, but when I think of a holiday, ugh, especially a holiday that I've 110% always been with my father for, sucks. Every single Christmas morning, well, let's start with Christmas Eve. I guess it's good to talk about our our traditions and our feelings and our love for those moments and memories, but um, when we would fly in, so my older brother and I would fly in and it would be my two younger brothers, my mom and dad, oh, my stepmom and dad, and um, the six of us, normally my stepmom tried to hold out as long as possible for putting up the Christmas tree. If she couldn't hold out, she would normally put one up and then save the second one for decorating for when my older brother and I got to be with the younger kids and we all did it as a family of six normally that would happen as soon as we landed in Minnesota normally we would get here about like a week before Christmas and we would decorate a tree and then we would bake Christmas cookies and these are memories from childhood that I will never forget and I love I cherish deeply um oh god um And I just remember little traditions as kids, we would go put granola with sparkles um, or like oatmeal, like dried oatmeal. We would put oatmeal and sparkles in the front lawn and it was the food for the reindeer. And then when we would do our cookies, we would all pick our best cookies that Santa would want. And we would take a guess on like how many bites he would take or how many cookies he would eat um and my dad would put us all to bed and my mom would put us all to bed or my stepmom I keep forgetting that you guys I always need to clarify with you guys so no one gets confused so my stepmom and dad would put us to bed and we would wait eagerly and then Christmas morning would come around and the little boys normally woke up first there was a couple years where the older of us would but the little boys normally woke up first and then we would wake up our mom and dad and dad always had to start a pot of coffee and then once he got his coffee in him, he had to use his morning bathroom break and then and then our mom would put a egg bake in the oven and then they would all come sit down and then my dad would have to take the dog out and then my mom would realize that she needed a trash bag and we would all be sitting there so impatiently waiting. And that was that was the start of every single Christmas morning. And I just remember All the mornings where my dad would have no idea what we were getting. I mean, that's every kid, right? Every kid knows that their dad has no idea what they're opening. But they always say, you're welcome, honey. Um, but it was really the mom that that made the Christmases happen. And it's just, I'll never forget those. I'll never forget the gray sweatpants that he would always wear. And his socks and his flannel. And normally he would have his Elmer Fudd hat on. And my dad would always sit. And he always took pictures of us kids. He loved it. His phone was filled with photos of us. If it wasn't filled with photos of us, it was filled with quotes for us. Or he would take pictures. There were so many photos in my dad's phone of of for sale signs of random houses that my dad would send to my husband and I. And those were still in his phone because we were looking for a house last year. And my dad's my dad's life was us kids and his family. So every Christmas he would sit there with his feet up and he would take such bad, horrible, blurry... And just not, not uh, attractive photos of all of us. And I don't know. I'm dreading this year. I'm dreading not having him there. Um, and to to just add on to the cake, um, my dad and stepmom were build are building a house and we'll be moving soon. Um, so not only is it the last Christmas or the first Christmas without dad, but it's our first Christmas. Without our family home that we've all kind of grown up in at different times. I mean, my brothers have been raised, born and raised there. Will and I obviously have lived in different houses because we lived across the country. But my dad and stepmom's house was the the only solid house we've ever known. I mean, my mom and her husband have moved throughout the years. But my, my dad and stepmom have never moved. I don't really know them in another home. So there's a lot of things that just, oh, and then, okay, let's talk about getting through Christmas. Okay, now we made it through Christmas, right? Well, then that means New Year's is coming and New Year's is the year to party and close out the year and say, F you 2022, moving on to 2023. But that breaks my heart. When I think of that, I'm like, 2022 is saying goodbye to my dad. 2022 is leaving him in the year that, that he was last alive in and and closing it just, ah, oh, God, it just, it burns. It burns so bad and it sucks. So there's so many things. And then and then I think, then I get guilty. And then, and then I feel sad because 2022 is such a beautiful year. I moved into our new, we moved into our new house. We got married. We took trips. We traveled. We, obviously we took trips and we traveled. Good job, Catherine. Uh, we got a new puppy. We've just enjoyed being married. This is such a beautiful year. This is such an amazing year. So to sit here and say, and I told my husband this the other night, I was crying to him and I said, I never ever want you to think that I have ever overlooked any moment with you. Our wedding was absolutely perfection in the sense of, I mean, shit went down and it was not 100% perfection, but we're married and I love him dearly. I love our life dearly and it sucks so bad that such a horrible negative thing happened this year because It feels like that one negative event is overshadowing all the positives and I did want to apologize to him because I don't ever want him to feel like all the money and the time and the energy spent in this year to get us to where we are was overlooked because it wasn't at all and I and I just I had to remind him of that but It's hard. It's hard to close out 2022 with a smile, even though we should smile because so many great things happened. And my dad would for sure want us to smile because so many great things happened. But I don't know. That one heavy thing is just... It's heavy. It's heavy to sit with. So, yeah, I guess that's just kind of what I'm feeling for the new year. And and I don't really ever have necessarily advice, but I have... um, just thoughts that I have and something I can say is if someone you know is going through something along these lines, whether it's a loss of a father, a spouse, anybody, a child, any of that, um, it sucks and you can't tell them how to feel, you can't tell them what to say, you can't tell them what to do. The only thing that, the thing that I've learned from this and like I said I've never lost anyone before this so this was my first really true hard loss And I know, say, um, one of my girlfriends loses her dad. I will not sit there in her face and say, you know, I lost my dad. So you know that I know what you're going through. I don't know what she's going through. I will never know what she's going through because her relationship with her father was not mine and mine, my dad's just as much as when I look at my brothers, I can't tell them how to mourn or how to grieve or how to feel all like Because they're mourning, yeah, the same person, but a different relationship and a different friendship, a different bond. Um, they have their own guilts. They have their own regrets. They have their own journey with my dad that they are now working through. So when a girlfriend is to lose their father, I can never say anything other than I am with you. I'm here to talk whenever you're ready to talk. I would love to share stories. I'd love to share advice. I'd love to give you whatever you need to give to get you through this time. If that means me just shutting up and saying nothing, I'm fine with that too. If that means reminiscing on funny stories, fine with that too. If that means giving advice and telling you life fucking sucks sometimes, I'm down to do it. It doesn't matter what I've been through when someone else has lost someone because that loss is a different loss. And I hate that people try and compare grieving, um, it doesn't work. And it, it does, it, like I said, my siblings are all grieving a different relationship than, yes, we're grieving the same person. My stepmom is grieving the same person, but she had a different relationship. My siblings and I all have a different relationship. There is nothing under this sun that you can say that'll make any of us feel better or feel easier, it's one word in and one word out, swear. And it sucks and it's sad. And I I wanna say that people sharing their stories is helpful and really it is. It's great to know that I'm not alone, but then I feel even more sad knowing that I'm not alone and that there's so many people out there that do relate to this, that sucks. And it, it's painful, it's hurtful, but it's just day by day and we all just have to get through it however we get through it, which means coping however we know how to cope. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I just want to leave you with that, that grieving is no comparison. There is no right or wrong for it. Um, even when someone, like, like I said, there are some people in my family, like, I could be mad at one of my brothers and be like, how dare you go to work and act like nothing's happening. That's what he needs to be doing that's fine. That's wonderful. How am I going to sit here and be like, God, you just really got over dad, didn't you? Why would I say that? No. I've had someone say to me in my family that someone else, and let me just start by saying that is the furthest thing from true, but at the end of the day, I don't need to sit here and pull up all my crying receipts and say, you know what, just because you've seen this person cry more doesn't mean that I'm not or that I'm not hurting or or maybe that person just naturally cries more. It doesn't matter. That j- Just because someone is expressing their emotions more doesn't mean that others aren't feeling it. So when you're speaking to someone that is going through something, don't diminish their feelings. And that that's something that I'm struggling really heavily with in my family right now is there's people that keep trying to say... Um, That we're not doing it right as his children. We're not doing it in the way that they would want. I don't care. I don't care. You don't pay my bills. You don't help me do anything in life other than you're my family member. So if you're not helping nor comforting me during this moment, I don't want to talk to you. I understand that you're grieving too. You're losing. You've lost someone because obviously it was a family member. But you didn't lose your dad. Okay? Okay. So if you didn't lose your dad... Okay, you didn't come from him. Okay? Uh you didn't have the relationship that I did. Okay? So you can't tell me how to feel. Okay? Okay. So oh, that was I'm obviously just being petty and annoying, but seriously, I just I it like irks me to my core that people are even trying to compare or they're saying well other people are feeling it more because they're expressing their feelings more and it's like that's not fair. Um Or people are upset that there's specific people in our family that are pulling away. Well, yeah, there's different comfort levels to different people. And right now, I'm not feeling comforted by certain people. So why would I choose to spend my time with them? Right now, I'm spending my time with my husband, who's really just helping me mentally and supporting me mentally and... And, uh, and maybe it was because he was there that morning and he understands the trauma just as much and he's sensitive to that. And I think that's maybe that's where other people are lacking is they weren't there. They weren't part of the traumatic event, so they don't necessarily fully understand, which what a blessing. I wish I wasn't there to fully understand, but I was um, which means that I'm going through things that people will just never understand. Same with my siblings. There's certain things that my siblings are experiencing and feeling and going through. Because they're not only just mourning and grieving. They're, again, like I said, they're traumatized. So it just is what it is. I think anytime you're speaking to someone that's lost somebody, even if it's an animal. I mean, when I think of losing my dog, I just, I can't imagine. Um, but when you're talking to someone who's lost, I think the the holding back from comparing even if you lost your dad, I I don't I don't think saying I lost my dad too, so I know how you feel. I mean, yes, it's a it's helpful and it's wonderful to hear and share stories. Um, but when people pull from their their my dad's best friend's sister, her daughter's best friend died, so I can relate. Or someone said my cat passed this year, so I'm understanding your sadness. And again. I could never imagine losing my animal, but it's just not comparable. So instead of trying to compare, just say, I'm feeling a lot of sadness for you. I've had loss as well. And I just want to let you know that I'm here for you. Anytime, anytime you may need swapping, like I said, swapping stories, talking about funny memories, talking about how I got through, talking, giving advice, whatever you need, I'm here for. And leave it at that. I just, I really hate that people are comparing and and people in my family have said, well, I'm grieving too. Yeah, I've never taken that from you. I've never tried to take that from you. But what you're doing is you're trying to take it from me. And that's where I'm not okay with it. I'm not telling you how to feel. I'm not telling you how to act. I'm sad for you too, because maybe that's just the empath in me where I'm like, I've I feel for my brothers right now. I feel for my stepmom. I feel for everyone in my family right now because my dad was a great freaking person. I feel for the strangers that miss him because I understand it. My dad was truly an amazing human being. So when people are like, I'm mourning too, I agree. I feel for you too. But don't try and take my feelings from me because I'm not reacting or acting the way you want me to act. And I'm not saying what you want me to say. I'm not asking for you to say things. I'm not asking for you to act a certain way. Don't do that to me. I am a grown adult. I pay my own bills. I do my own thing. I respect everybody. Most people, not everybody. I respect a lot of people and how they motion through life. Give me that same respect. I'm an adult. And at this point, I'm just starting to just... So... This episode, I'm going to wrap up. I love, love, love that you guys are continuously here with me all day, every day, hanging out with Instagram, TikTok, podcasts, whatever it may be. This episode, I will open up a questionnaire for on Instagram in the next few days. And then I will also film another episode answering. So my structure of my podcast is what my original goal was always to do a topic and then opening up a questionnaire on Instagram. And then part two of that episode would be answering the questions for last week's episode or a couple weeks ago when it was the talking about losing my dad, I didn't do a questionnaire for that. I wanted to kind of just get through the next few weeks and just form my own thoughts and feel my own feelings and just figure out what was going on in my own head. And now I'm still lost, so don't don't take it as that this is me saying I got it all figured out and I'm good to go. Absolutely not. But I will open up a questionnaire for this week. If you want to tell me something, if you want to ask questions, If you have a piece of advice that you may need or if you want to share a story, I'm more than welcome and open to that. Um, And I I never want anyone to think that I'm saying that they can't share their stories with me just because it's not the same ever. I'm never saying that. I always want people to share their stories with me. But I want people to be cognizant about when they're sharing and how um, how they say, I understand because I've lost this, this, or this. Or, just stop comparing. I guess that's just all I'm trying to say is, um, because no, nothing's comparable. Your dad wasn't my dad. My dad's not your dad. You, you actually may be taking this way harder because your dad was way cooler. I don't know. Or, I don't know. So, always feel free to share your stories. I know I'm just rambling, but, um, I love you all. We're all human. We're all getting through this. Grief sucks. Um, it's just, people keep sending me quotes saying it's. it just means that you have love that has nowhere to go. Uh, I feel that wholeheartedly. Um, I've also heard that, uh, they pick the best first to prepare the others to come in and now I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, who do I gotta lose next? But I do love that thought because there are so many people in my family that if they were, because this is like our family's first big loss. I mean, my grandma's 95 years old and she's still kicking. So when I think of, um... Our first big loss being my dad, it sucks so bad. But then I'm also sitting there thinking, well, when I pass, he's going to be one of the first people that I do want to see. So, well, as of right now, say if I were to croak tonight, uh, he would be the only person I would see because he's really the only person that I've lost. But you get what I'm saying. So, (sighs) Hadley is all up in my face now. She is so tired. I've been recording this for over an hour. So, I'm going to go... Thank you for joining me. If you have any questions, pop over to Instagram. They will be on there probably within the next, I would assume, 24 hours. Stop it. She always barks right at the end. She always knows. She gives me about an hour and then is like, okay, yeah, we're done. Okay, so love you all. See you on Instagram, and I will talk with you next week.